This is the I Love Success Podcast. I'm Peter Jumrukovsky, and I have made a vow to myself to help as many people as possible to achieve their dreams. Let's get started. Hey guys, and welcome back to the I Love Success Podcast. First of all, thank you so much for being here with us. Uh, what started as just a guy wanting to have a conversation with cool people has now... Uh, become i wouldn't say a movement yet but on on the way of becoming a movement i've done almost 300 episodes i've been able to sit face to face eye to eye with with people from all over the world all walks of lives we're lives we're talking about entrepreneurs we're talking about real estate champions we're talking about ufc champions olympians new york times best-selling authors ted speakers and just amazing human beings. And I think what separates these people are that they are not the status quo. They're willing to go that extra mile to achieve their dream, achieve their goal. I was once a small little chubby kid with the dream of uh, becoming Bruce Lee. (laughs) I did not become Bruce Lee, but I did become a world medalist in karate. And I did that with the help of my father, who was my sensei and a lot of coaches. And the what I've learned in the martial arts have helped me so much in all areas of my life. And uh, I realized that one thing that we have as martial artists and athletes in particular is the, the drive to give back and to help others because we have had that ourselves. I know myself that I, we talk about self-made all the time, but it's usually not self-made it's usually a lot of people a lot of dedication to help you and and i'm just so grateful for all those people in my life and if you're listening to this show if you have a big dream a big goal and you don't know where to start or you have come you've come some way but you need a little bit more inspiration a little bit more ideas on how how you can go after it and what you can do then you're definitely in the right place my big fat mission, which I have right in front of me here on my vision board says, help at least 10 million people in 10 years to go after their dreams. And I'm super excited today to introduce this week's guest. I, I've seen him speak a couple of times. We are both in real estate and we're in the Tom Ferry network. And I, the first time I, I saw this guy speak, I, I just related to him because he was like a martial artist, very disciplined. It looked great. He was like sharp. And you could just tell that everything he said was something that he had worked very hard on. And I, I love to meet those people. And, and I just decided last week, let me just reach out to, to Phil because I, I wanted to speak with him for a long time. So and without further ado, we have a real estate star here today. He's uh, been an entrepreneur since he's been, since he's been 17. He lives uh, in Maryland in, and uh, just, just an overall very cool guy. And I'm very, very excited to dig in, to talk about a uh, super mindset and just, just going after your dreams. So without further ado, Phil Gerdes, welcome to the I Love Success podcast. Thank you very much. I am, uh, I'm insanely happy to be here and I'm, I'm super excited. First off, uh, you talked about like, all the people that you've interviewed. Now I'm like, wait a minute, me, I'm on here with <laughs> Olympians and holy smokes. So now this is going to be great. I'm excited. Thanks for having me. Of course. And you're definitely in good company. And I, I want to share, I think there's a lot to learn from all walks of lives. And I, I do believe in every city, in every village, there are champions out there 
that are going that extra mile. And I think you're, you're definitely one of those people. So before we, we kind of dig into, you know, the mindset and how you think, let's go back. Like, who are you as a kid? Where did you grow up? And how did you become this like disciplined superhuman? Um, how? I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> here, what I, what I can tell you is this. I, um, I, I, I was born in New York, in Long Island. Um, but at a young age, I moved to Maryland. Uh, we, I grew up in Maryland and, um, I moved back to New York after school, did a couple years in New York. And then I moved back to Maryland, uh, and Florida and then back to Maryland. So I spent the majority of my life here in Maryland. Um, but you know, as a kid, I get, I mean, you could say I was disciplined. You could say I was a bit of a, a cool geek. Um, I was, you know, in fifth grade, I, I took a briefcase to school instead of a backpack. Like I was that kid, but I, I also hung out with all the cool kids. So, um, you know, everybody, I remember when I was, when I was a kid, uh, everybody wanted to be a rapper. So everyone had their cool rap names. Mine was the businessman, you know, like, there was, like you guys rap, I'll be the agent. Right. So um, I've always been that person. I've always had that, that mentality, that mindset. And um, I've had jobs, you know, traditional jobs, but uh, as an adult, I've, I've worked one year in a traditional work environment. Um, outside of that, it's always been kill what you eat. You know, I own it or something of that nature. Um, so I, I think that, you know, my childhood built me to be this person. And then this person that I am now, I'm always seeking growth. And I think it just helps me continuously get better and better and better. So, yeah, that's awesome. And let's, let's go back. You, and what was your dreams when you were a kid? Was it to become a, a manager or was it something else? Did you do any sports? Like what, what did you dream about as a kid? What excited you? So I, uh, I, I played sports, football, baseball, basketball, track. Um, but I wanted to be uh, a spy. Uh, <laughs> And, 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 you know, you know, kids say that all the time. Like that was my mission. I, I had my success path, success path lined up. I, um, I knew exactly what I was going to do. So um, I wanted to start with going to the army. So I went to go to the army and uh, a lot of people don't know, but I'm a hundred percent deaf in my right ear. So oh. I went and when they, did that happen? Uh, as a kid, as very, a kid. very young. Yeah. So I, I'd say, four or five years old is the last time I could hear anything in my ear. And then it's gone. most of your life. Yeah. Um, so I went to the army and they said, well, I mean, you can work behind a desk. <laughs> we'll take you. You can work behind a desk, but that was it. And that wasn't my path. So um, while I don't know that anyone really realized how serious I was about that, like that has always been my dream. Um, when I realized that that was never going to happen, it was, it was okay. Like what's next? Where am I going? How am I going to get there? And, and there was a lot of soul searching and figuring things out. So, and when did you realize that it's not going to happen? Because I think all, like all of us as kids, we dream about something. And at some point, like some do, some are amazing. And I do get to that thing that yeah. they dreamt about as a small kid, but for a lot of others like uh, us it changes during the way like yeah. when did that realization come and like how did you manage that uh i was about 18 years old when when i 
when, you know, I, I realized, look, there is no real path for me to do this uh, because of my hearing. Um, and like I said, it was just a lot of soul searching, a lot of figuring out what's next. And, and I can't say I did a good job at, at figuring out what was next uh, because I, I spent a lot of very, very hard years um, not figuring it out. And that's really the thing. I, I didn't spend a lot of hard years figuring it out. I spent a lot of hard years just drifting, uh, completely lost. And, um, you know, some things happened to me in my life and it just sparked change and everything shifted. So, yeah. I mean, thanks for sharing that. And I, I think a lot of people are just drifting because we don't have the right guidance. And I mean, some people are lucky. I had the martial arts, which was like good guidance, yeah. but I know there's there's so many people that have the opportunity to go after what they want, but there's no real guidance. So that hurts me. And that's why I'm doing this. So I, I, I'm, I love that you're onto something here. Can you just share like, how did that drifting look like? And like, was that painful or did, did the weeks just turn into years? Uh, I mean, I think it started with weeks turning into years, right? Like that was first. Um, but, it, and you know, there was definitely a period of time where I, it was very clear that I wasn't really doing anything. Yeah. Um, I was just here, right? And I wasn't here and present. I was just here. Yeah. Um, and, and, and that, you know, when you start realizing that you are actually, people talk about wasting time. I was wasting a life. You know, I was wasting all the other points of potential that I had because I was so stuck on, well, I thought that was what I was going to do. Um, it's funny. I've never actually had this conversation with anyone. Uh, so, uh, I love this. Thank you for yeah. sharing. That's what we're trying to do here. Being yeah. totally vulnerable with the guy you, you never Definitely. met. <laughs> um, but it will help people for sure. It so will. Thank you. Definitely. Um, so, you know, I, I came to the realization that I was um, wasting a life. Yeah. And, um, and a shift had to happen. And I, I have to be honest with you, I didn't create the shift. I saw some, I, I literally saw a TV show yeah. and I watched this guy do something. And I said, man, if he can do that, I can do it. He doesn't seem much smarter than me. Like there's no, there's nothing here. There's no secret. It's literally, he's showing everything step-by-step. Step. And my goodness, I just made a commitment and I said, look, I'm going to change everything. And, and it's funny. I'll tell you this. I'm, um, I'm 21 and a half years old. I know this because this conversation happened on New Year's Eve and I was born in June. So I know, you know, that halfway mark. Um, so I'm 21 and a half years old. I call my cousin and I say, hey, look, I've had enough. Like, I, I can't live this way anymore. I'm done. I, I give up. And he thinks I'm, I'm going to commit suicide. Um, but that's, that's not it. Like I said, I need a change. So I said, you know, he said, well, how are you going to, how are you going to change your life? I said, well, I don't know how I'm going to change my life, but this is what I'm going to do. I said, for this year, I'm only going to do things for other people. Now, I want you to know, like, I didn't have an intention of making money. I didn't have an intention. I didn't have any intention. I just knew that I was not living a life of service. So what if, who do I become a year from now? If I just commit a hundred percent of myself to service, service, service in the craziest way and in the smallest way. And I got to tell you, man, I, 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 you, you couldn't have, you couldn't have told me my life would have changed the way it changed a year. It actually, a year and a half later, um, I, I, I was a millionaire. 
Um, I was just very, very successful. I owned real estate. I, you know, it's just, it was a whole different world. It took a year and a half, right. For me to really focus on that single item. But I found that during that time it was just reflection after reflection, after reflection on all the previous years. And, uh, it was just, it was an amazing thing. It, it changed how I looked at life. It changed how I looked at work, changed how I look at work ethic. Um, it was different. It shifted everything. Wow. Yeah. So, so let's just break that down. Like what, what, what happened during that year and how, 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 how does that start for people like, yeah, they're, everybody's talking about service to others, but how, how does that look like in real life? Yeah. Um, so it's small and big. It's, it's normal and crazy, right? So it's, um, I'm in the grocery store and I see you and you're not smiling. And I, I stop in front of you. And I smile big and I say, Hey, how's your day going? And that's it. And you say good. And I say, Hey, that's great. Enjoy your day. And I keep going. It's small, right? Look, I'm busy in the grocery store. I got I just left work. I got to go home. I'm just picking something up, but goodness, do you know what the 10 seconds can do for the person that needs those 10 seconds? And it's just about being aware of more than what you see. Be aware of everything. Be aware of where your gift can be given. But it's also, we all do this. We're driving down the highway and we see the car on the side of the road and they're changing a tire. Oh, but I'm going too fast to stop. So that's how we justify it. Well, for me, it was, I'm going too fast to stop. So I'm going to keep driving straight. I'm going to get off on the exit. I'm going to double back. I'm going to come back. And now I'm going to change that tire for them, right? It was, it was that. It was literally crazy. I remember one time, uh, true story. Um, I got home, I was coming home from work. Uh, it was, it was after 2am and I, there's no reason I, it was a residential neighborhood. There was no reason for this at all, but there was a lady with a flat tire in front of my house. I'm dead, tired, exhausted. She's changing her tire. I said, you go sit in the car. I got this right. And I feel like I was constantly giving, I, I was consistently given opportunities to prove that I would honor what I said right? Like, Hey, look, if you want greatness, then you better be willing to do what it takes to be great. And, and it's more than the hard work. It's the, the acts of service. So, yeah, I love that. And I, I have a, a friend of mine that turned into a client. She, every year she chooses a word for the year. And uh, I, I kind of like that idea. And uh, so this year I choose I, I I've chosen leave it better. So that's, that's what I'm trying to do now. And uh, it's, it's interesting because it's so easy as people that are listening to this, a lot of you might be goal oriented and I am too. So sometimes I'm so focused on going to the next thing that I forget to see the person, but it's a great reminder. No, wait a minute, leave it better. It's not about me accomplishing that next thing on my list. It's actually to be human. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's, yeah. it's crazy how, how, how it shifts everything. You know, I'll say this. I, um, and, and when my team watches this, they'll, they'll awaken to this. Yeah. I say to my team all the time, everyone has their thing. So usually I'll, I'll have a conversation and my day will get busy and I'll have a bunch of conversations. And then I'm usually left at the office and there's one or two people there. And I will randomly say, Hey, so-and-so just remember everybody's got their thing. And I think they think I'm telling them it's exhausting. I'm dealing with a lot of people's 
emotions and thoughts and issues. And I'm a fireman putting out fires. But that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying be aware because what you think and what the space you're in, just remember everyone's got their thing. So be aware. And I have always found this is yet to fail me. I do not care what I'm going through. If I can serve somebody else, the thing I'm going through just happens to get a little bit better. I, I don't know why or how, but if I can just give it away, man, it, it, this has been my, for as long as I can remember my entire life, the success I've had has been built on this idea. If you serve first, man, just everything works. So yeah. I love that. And, uh, and we can, we see that in the world, the people that, I mean, we're, we're, studying uh, Napoleon Hill again now. And, and one of the things that he says, like the person who serves the most amount of people is the most successful. Yeah. And it's yeah. true. Uh, so what happens after this year and a half? Like what happens in your life? Uh, how, how does that shift you as a human? And, and what comes after that? So um, after that time, I got into real estate. I um, I worked for first, my mother owned a mortgage company. I worked for her. Uh, and then I moved to Florida with my wife and, um, I owned, I opened my own mortgage company. Um, and I did that and it went very, very well. Um, and then the market crashed yeah. and everything, you know, for us kept, kept moving after the market crashed, it, it, it went really well. And then all of a sudden it did. Uh, and it took some time. It took about a year and a half uh, or so from the point where things really hit rock bottom for us to just hit a point of, wow, like everything's just officially turned off. Yeah. Um, from that point, you know, I had learned a lot. I learned a lot about business. I'd learned a lot about brick and mortar. I've, I, I learned a lot about uh, working with people. But one of the things and I didn't mention this, you know, when I was about 17 years old, I, I just really took to human psychology. I really loved the idea of understanding people and why particular people did particular things. Like what drove you to make that decision? And for me, I was, I, I, you know, I don't know what it was, but I've, I've been fortunate to always find interest in that. So here I am 40 years old and I still study this every day. You know, when I'm working out in the morning, I'm on YouTube and I'm watching something related to human psychology almost every single day. Um, so, so I had learned a lot. I had learned a lot about people. I'd learned a lot about myself. Um, and I learned a lot about what makes it work. I learned that all the skill in the world will always be beat by the person that's willing to work harder. So how hard am I willing to work? You know, because like you talked about martial arts, look, you could be great at, at a particular kick, but if you won't, if you don't work on it, right. If you don't practice it, if you don't put the time and the energy in at some point, the person that is doing that is going to level you up. So how do you put in the effort, even when it hurts? How do you put in the drive, even when it's hard? How do you stay committed, even when you don't want to? And most importantly, how do you honor what you said, even when no one's pushing you to honor it any longer? Yeah. So. I mean, this is, this is awesome. I'm getting goosebumps here and we're going to debunk all of that, but let's just go back to that moment. Like when, when things crashed and you said it took about a year, a year and a half until it went kind of dead. In your mind, I'm curious, because I think as humans, we know when it's dead, but we keep going for a while because we don't want to face the reality. Can yeah. you just, let's, let's go heart to heart. Like, when did you realize that? And, and how hard was that realization to move on to the next thing? Because I know myself in my life, I hang on. 
Yeah. When I know I should not hang on and I'm getting better with that. But uh, I mean, I'm, I'm just curious to see what you did and how you learned from that. So um, that was some time ago. And, and I will say for, for me, I knew everything was falling, right? And I knew that I didn't have the coaching or the mentoring in that field to help navigate me through it. Yeah. I, I felt very grateful because my business was still rolling. And that had a lot to do with brand and marketing, right? Mm -hmm. But my business was still rolling. But for me, it was literally a light switch. It was one day my phone was ringing. The next day, it never rang again. I, I mean, just, just like that. I remember it saying, wow, like we didn't get one phone call today. Well, that was odd. I'm, it's, I'm sure it's no big deal. The next day, nope, we didn't get one phone. It never rang again. Um, so I want to say, Hey, yeah, you know, I knew it was coming. I, I knew, I knew it was coming, but I didn't know it was coming that Thursday or that Tuesday or that went, you know what I mean? So, um, but, but I think to your point, if you fast forward, I, I left that field and I was okay. You know, I left that field and I was, I was fine. I, I don't, I don't know that I let that field define me. Yeah. Right. But I moved into direct sales and I, I was in direct sales for 10 years. Uh, and it's funny, I was having this conversation yesterday with, with one of my top agents. Um, I moved in direct sales. I was in direct sales for 10 years. I was um, in the top in the world. I was, I was one of the top in the world. Um, and nine years in, I was, I've been with one company for nine years, um, just dominating, speaking, training, just really doing well. And I will tell you what, um, I remember the evening that I resigned from that company. I, I was sitting in my bedroom. I did a conference call for my team and other members in the company. And I had a good size team at over 13,000 people. Um, and when I hung up the phone, I was like, wow. Like I was, I prepared for the call. I knew why I was resigning, but I didn't know who I was anymore. Yeah. That I let define me. I let that company become everything that I was. And I remember just sitting in that room, just lost. I mean, that's the reality of it. I was, I was completely, completely lost. Now I did go to a different company. I knew I was planning on going to a different company if something happened, yeah. but it wasn't the same. It's just nine years of my life was everything I did was a piece of that. And when I left it, I want to say a piece of me was left behind. No, it, it, listen, a piece of me got to move forward. Most of me was left behind. So it was, it was tough. It was very, very hard. That's interesting. And yeah, I, I did a podcast a couple of days ago when I talked about how long do we stay in failure mode? And one of the conversations that I had was performance and self-worth. And for a long time in my life, I know as an athlete, like, if I were winning, I felt good about myself. Yep. If I were losing, I felt like shit. And yep. one or the other don't have anything to do with each other. We're already I, worthy. Why yeah. is it like, and was that the case for you too? And like, how did you get past that? Um, you know, I think that I lost, I don't know that it was like, I'm losing. So I'm, I don't, I don't believe in myself. I just lost. Who am I supposed to be? Like, I, it's almost like, you know, it's not that you're being fake for people. It's just that you're being everything for people. So then you're not being anything for yourself anymore. 
And that's what had happened to me for nine years. I, everything I was, was for other people, was tied to this business, was tied to that. So when that wasn't a part of me anymore, it was like just a massive part of my skin was shed. And the problem was I didn't know what was underneath it. So, so I moved to a different company and I, I made some real decisions there. And it helped me when I transitioned into real estate. I moved to a different company for one year, again, um, one of the top in the world. Um, and, and then I sold that business. And when I sold that business, I said to my wife, I said, listen, this is what's best for us. I know there's a lot of people that are not going to be happy about what we're doing. I know there's a lot of people that are going to question what we're doing, but in the end, this is what's best for us. We've put in a decade of our lives to this industry, to this craft, and we're ready to go. And you know what? I'm comfortable with that now because I did it differently. I did it on different terms. I did it. I did it with, I was empowered, right? I was empowered to go be the person I wanted to truly be. So after that, I took a year off and then my wife said, get out, go do something. <laughs> so, um, and, and she actually said, look, let's become real estate agents. And I said, yeah, I'll do it. You do it. I'll do it. And then we stepped into that field, but I'm going to say this, the caveat was, and we had a, we, we have family meetings for everything everything we do. It's what are we doing? What's the sacrifices for me, her, our two kids? Is everyone on board? Okay, go. Is If everyone's not on board, here's why. Can I get you on board? No, we're not doing it, right? So we had a meeting and my biggest thing was I am going to be unapologetically me, right? I curse sometimes. I'm in a hoodie sometimes. I'm in a suit sometimes. I'm, I'm just me and I love me and I'm happy with that. And I know who I am and the drive that I have, and I'm going to go dominate, but I'm doing it on my terms and no one's going to define me for me ever again. And it just changed the way I ran business, you know, and it, and it, it changed who I was inside. So. Yeah, I mean, that's powerful. And when you get to that stage in your life, when you're so comfortable, I talk a lot about this. And what I've seen is that most of us are two people. Uh, or may maybe many people, but once you can become the same person who you are on the inside in the world and say, I, I don't give a fuck, this is who I am and yeah. I'm going to enjoy it. Uh, it's such a freeing feeling, man. <laughs> it is. I agree. I agree. So, so what else in your, in your backpack with rocks, what else was there that you had to unpack in order to get to this, you know, stage in your life? Um, you know, I'm very, I'm very, very pragmatic, um, hyper, hyper logical. So I, I don't carry much on me. Um, and, and when I make a decision, that's it. I, a lot of people love accountability and I'm, I'm the person that just says, look, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm, I don't need to be accountable to, to you or you or you or you. I'm accountable to me. I am the guy that gives himself his word and you know, it's going to happen. I remember my first meeting in real estate. I, I literally in my brokerage, I walked in, I said, we should all be doing X, Y, Z. And it was about success. Like I wasn't telling them how to do it. I was saying, we should all be working to get to $50 million a year sales and blah, blah, blah. And we can take vacations together and it'd be fun. And, blah. and they laughed at me. They laughed at me <laughs> and like openly laughed at me. And I said, okay, that's fine. 
And, uh, and then I went on to be the, the rookie of the year for the entire company, not just my office, but the entire company in the whole country. And it never had been done 45 years in business, never, ever done in my region before. And, um, and then, you know, I said, okay, well this year I'm going to do this. Bam. We hit that goal. The next year, bam, we hit that goal. And every year we're hitting the goals we're setting and we're doing the things we're saying. And so for me, it's not really about what rocks am I letting go of? It's like, how hard am I willing to work? How committed am I willing to be? And what will I say? And be freaking careful because what will I say means what will I do? Because I promise you, Will Smith said it and I love it. He said, you might be faster than me, you might be stronger than me, but if we get on a treadmill, you will never beat me on a treadmill because either you will get off or I will die. Yeah. And, and that's it. You know, and, and I'll, I'll tell you, there's so many examples of this. Uh, Israel Adesanya, I think is yep. his name, right? yep. the MMA fighter. I saw this clip of him and said, and he said something like, you can't beat me. And going into the last round, you can't beat me. I'm prepared to die. I coach, I coach sports. I've coached sports for 17 years. I was playing uh, my seventh grade basketball team two, two games ago. I said, guys, I need you to understand. Right now we're losing. And the only way we come back is if somebody is willing to die on this court right now. I'm talking to 13-year-olds, okay? I said, the only way we come back is if someone is willing to die on this court. And I said, you need to understand, I'm telling you, you leave every piece of yourself on this court, no matter what. If you feel like that's your last breath to get down court and make that layup, then you got to be willing to take it. I said, tell me who's willing to do this, because that's who I'm putting back in this game. And every single hand went up and we won, you know, like they, they put the fire in them, you know? So that's me. That's, that's everything. Like I am willing to die for the things I'm committed to. So I'm getting goosebumps because this is, this is what we call Bushido, the way of the warrior in Japanese. <laughs> and one of the virtues of a Bushi, a warrior is when it's said, it's like, it's already done. Yes. And I think we're lacking that in today's world because there's so much like accountability sometimes pisses me off. I know a, a, not a, a lot of people likes it and they need it. But listen, if you need somebody else to tell you what to do, how to live a good life, I mean, it's awesome. But at the end of the day, like you're going to get into the ring and you, nobody's going to be there with you. Yeah. That's that just how, how life is. Uh, so promises are unnecessary and I get pissed off because I hear sometimes even hear people that I love saying the same fucking promises and I know it's not going to happen not because I don't love them I just know you've said this before yeah. uh, but how did you get like how did you how did this happen to you how did you realize that this was the truth for you and how did you embody that um a hard question. I think I've really always been that person, like deep down inside. I've always been the per. Like I got really good grades in school. Yeah. Um. I. I. You know. I. I think I was just always the person that realized if I do the thing, I'll have the thing. Right. If I do the work, I'll have the success. And most people won't do the work. Now, I wasn't always the person that would do the work, but I was always the person that knew, like, hey, Phil, if you just do it. Like I remember in in sports, I say to myself now. Like, man, I'm a lot better at sports today than I was as a kid. And that's weird. I'm 40. I shouldn't be. But I understand it differently, right? And, and 
and, and I asked myself, like, why, why didn't anyone teach me, Phil, if you are just willing to put all of yourself into this, look where you'll be. I don't think there's enough people teaching that. And so I don't know what it was, honestly. I, I don't know that point in my life where I truly figured out hustle for me is my best friend. Execution for me is my best friend. But man, like as long as I can remember, that's been my life, right? Just out hustle everyone, outwork everyone, no matter what. I do not care who you are. I'm going to beat you I'm gonna, or I'm going to die. It's one of the two. So. Yeah, I mean that's that's a that's a person you don't want to get into the into the yeah. ring with, <laughs> for <laughs> yeah. sure. So Phil, I'm I'm curious about this uh, when it when it comes to you know that drive and you know being so like it's already decided. So for me, when I set goals, I wrote a book about goal settings. I've been uh, interviewing a lot of people, learning about success and. It's crazy. Almost when I set a goal, for some reason it happens. <laughs> and one thing that I've noticed what happened to me in the past year, I set some goals that I was crazy big for me and I didn't have a clue on how to reach it. Mm -hmm. uh, but somehow it still happened because the decision was made and I, I went into action. So yeah. can you relate to that? And like, or do you always have like a real action plan to, to achieve that, those, the things that you set yourself up to? Yeah. So first, no, I never have a real action plan ever. <laughs> um, and I know people are like, well, that's crazy. You should have a business plan. Yeah, you should. But what am I planning if I don't know where I'm landing? Right. So the first thing I do is think about where am I going to land? And I don't need permission for it. I don't need I don't need someone to say, yeah, you're good enough. I don't need someone to say that's possible. I don't need someone to say that's not possible. I just need to know, yes, this is what I want. The next thing I reverse into is why do I want it? Like not how am I going to get it? Why do I want it? If I can find a real reason why I want something, there will never come a time I'm not getting it. Like that's it because I run for that why like it's my life. And I don't mean that whole cliche, what's your why? I want a new car. That's not it for me. Like it may, if that works for somebody else, great, more power. It doesn't work for me. What works for me is I want it because, and I'm almost always tied to something I'm running from. Like I find that I run a lot further uh, when I'm being chased than when I'm chasing I run a lot harder when I'm being chased than when I'm chasing. So what do I want? What's chasing me to get it, right? And then ultimately, all right, what path do I take? That's when I start planning. Yeah. But I, I think that a lot of people, man, they just, yeah, that's a big goal. No, I don't think it's possible. Let me tone it down. Why? Why just do a little bit more, sleep 30 minutes less, wake up 30 minutes earlier, commit 30 minutes more energy, stop listening to music. I remember a point in my life where my friends would make fun of me because they would be talking about music and I had no idea who they were talking. It would be the equivalent of somebody saying, yeah, did you hear the new Michael Jackson song? And, and I'm like, who the hell is Michael Jackson? Like it was that bad, right? Never Michael Jackson, but you know, it was that crazy, but it was always because when I got in my car, there was a book on. Right. I remember I would go to meetings and I kid you not, I'm like in my mind, back in my mind, I'm thinking to myself, dude, I cannot wait to finish this meeting so I can go listen to my book in the car. 
And I'm sure you've done it. You've pulled up to your house. You're listening to something awesome. 30 minutes goes by. You're still in your car in front of your house listening to that amazing thing. And it's just, man, like it's what do I want? What's driving me to do it? Then I'll figure out how it's going to so. You're a student and I love that. And uh, there's yeah. a story with the, with the old martial artist, very a master. So uh, the students, a student comes to him and say, oh, you're the master, you're the best. You know, and he, he's just smiling and, and he says it again. You're the master, you're the best. He's just smiling. It's like, and they ask, why are you smiling? Because you calling me the master. I'm learning from all of you guys all the time. Yeah. And that's how I become better. Uh, yeah. and, and, and we see that, I mean, the, the, the best people, like they always try to learn and they, they're open to things. They're open to new ideas and they're not stuck in the old. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I'm curious about when I had a Tom Billy on the podcast, he talked about, you know, people here, they're listening. Let's face it. If, if you're listening to this show and you want to have a different life, you have a different life. You have to change some type of belief. And one thing that Tom, Tom was talking about, and, and I've been thinking about this, I'm curious on your opinion. He said, in order for a belief to work, you cannot question it. And I think this is interesting because looking at the people that are successful around me, they always start you know, following a path that somebody else at least paved a little bit. And mm -hmm. then of course, they're gonna start later on. And then I see the people in the office or uh, like that are, don't have the, success that they want they always say they always question everything and say that it doesn't work without even actually trying it yeah. uh, like what's your opinion about that uh, and like what, what how how have you changed some of your beliefs in your life uh well uh, working uh, back to front i mean i think my beliefs in my life's all in my life always ebb and flow right i think that not my belief in myself yeah um not my for me not my belief in god um, but my belief in a lot of different things, and basically I'm willing to accept that things are changing yeah. and I'm willing to, to be water, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> right. There yep. you go. So, um, but with that, um, think about it, man, like in order for it to be a belief, like if you're doubting it, it's not really a belief. Like only yeah. God, only person here that's confused is you. You're lying <laughs> to yourself. You're saying, I believe this, but I have doubt. No, you don't. What, yeah. you're, what you are is you're interested. You're interested in something. And that's different than a belief. If you do something, it's done. If you try something, you can fail. So why are you trying? Why are you saying, I believe it, but you're not really sure? You don't actually believe it. For me, when I commit to a goal, when I commit to a mission, a process or whatever it is, I know it is done like I know my name. There is no doubt in what my name is. There is no doubt that I'm breathing air. There is no doubt that I'm talking to you on, 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 on a Zoom. It, there is no doubt. The same way, there is no doubt that the things that I set forth to accomplish are going to happen. So I, I couldn't agree more with, with Tom. I, I completely agree with him. What about fear? Like I. I, you know, I don't have any, you don't man, wow. somebody's looking at me and they're going to, they're going to comment below bullshit. I am telling you, I can't, I, no, I can. I'll tell you the last time I was scared of something. I remember it like it was yesterday. I was in, I was in a mall. I was a kid, 15 years old. I was going to get in a fight 
Yeah. Uh, this, this, um, this guy I was getting in a fight with, he was with a bunch of people. We never fought, but he left the mall. I was leaving the mall and they pull up in a car and I'm in the vestibule just before being outside, just before being in the mall. I'm in the vestibule. The guy runs out with his hand in his pocket and pulls out his hand like this. And for me, he did it so fast. I thought he had a gun. So I went like this. He ran back to his car and drove off. This is the last time I've ever been scared of anything. Because in that moment, as a kid, I realized if I would have stood tall, he could have shot me. If I would have bent over, he could have shot me. So what the hell was I scared of? What was the point? Either way, if he really had a gun, he could have shot me. So what was the actual point of cowering? There is absolutely nothing. The only thing that you are ever scared of is your imagination. You're not scared of something that already happened. You're scared of what you think may happen. So change what you think may happen. Change your, your, your decisions about what you think may happen. I will honestly say people will not believe it. I'm sure that was the very last time I ever felt fear in my entire life, ever. That's yeah. incredible. Let, let's talk about that. Let's talk about the worry. Do you worry at all? Yeah, I'm human. <laughs> so how, yeah. how do you deal with that when you, when you worry? Because that's also the imagination, you know, playing yeah. with, with oh. our minds. So for me, and, and this is why worry and fear are different. Like fear, fear uh, is something that, in my opinion, like we're scared and then we, we're fearful and then we do nothing. Yeah. If I'm worried about something, the first move I make is like, why am I worried about this? Okay, let's find, let's find the, the, the connection. Let's find the fix. Let's find like, how do you satisfy this? And maybe I can't find the fix. Maybe yeah. like in that moment, there's not a fix, but how do I, how do I bring comfort to the situation? Because like a lot of things, if I'm worried about them, maybe, maybe that's my subconscious telling me I shouldn't be doing them. Right. So maybe I need to listen differently. So there's a lot of different things that I do when I feel the sense of worry. Uh, maybe I just need a hug for my wife, man, or my kids. Like it sort of, it depends. Awesome. And what do you do when you don't get the results that you want? How do you adapt uh, for, to give an example in my life, when I've made a decision, if I don't get the result that I want, I increase the input or learn and do something better uh, until I reach, reach what I want. Like what's, how, how do you deal with that? I think I'm probably very much, very much like you. I think uh, when, when I don't get what I want, I like, I, I certainly don't quit. <laughs> like if I don't get what I want, I'm, 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 yeah, I think I'm just like you in that sense. I think I just increase the input, just as you said it. Like, how do I learn more? How do, be, how do I become better? How do I surround myself with people that will teach me more and help me be better? And then, and then let's go back at it. Like what, so I am critiquing, what did I do? I'm, I wanna tweak the plan. Like, what was that thing to make it work? But I, I, I do also wanna say this. I said, well, I'm not gonna quit, right? That doesn't mean I keep doing it. Sometimes when I don't achieve something, it means I, there's a reason I don't achieve something. And there is a difference between, in my opinion, there's a difference between quitting and actually realizing that was the wrong direction to, to, to take. That was the wrong direction to go. Because if you realize it's the wrong direction, likely you're just going to take another path. You're not quitting. 
you're just realizing it's time to take another path. So, yeah. I mean, I've had that uh, problem in my life sometimes because I'm, I'm so set on what I want to accomplish. Yeah. But I miss that there's actually a better path and I'm getting better now with age. And I think people that are listening to, if you can relate to this, you're probably a go-getter, which is awesome, but you got You got to open your eyes because I made the mistake that many times I keep doing the, the same shit that doesn't work. And you do get some results just because you're crazy, but it doesn't mean that it's the best way. Yeah. yeah you're, you're completely right. I think, and, and I think you nailed it. It's something, excuse me. I think, it's something for me that has grown with age. I remember as I was younger, it was just complete tunnel vision. And now when I set my mind to something, yes, I can take tunnel vision, but I see everything around me to know if I need to hop into a different tunnel still, you know? So it's, it is, it's an age thing. Yeah. We're, we're getting wiser. <laughs> and uh, so Phil, Let's say me and you can jump on a plane now and invite four people to spend a weekend with to learn and, uh, you know, ask any question we want, dead or alive. Which, who are we bringing? Man, that's a good question. Jeez <laughs> um, Louise. Uh, I don't, I, there, this is going to sound crazy, but <laughs> I don't really care to bring anyone but Jesus. Yeah. That's it. I um, look, I realized that I, I can learn a lot from a lot of different people. Yeah. Every part of me is rooted in who I am. Yeah. Um, so for me, that's like, this is the only person I'd, I'd care to say, let's take you, Jesus, you can pick any of the four seats, brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're all yours. Um, and, and that's, and that's it for me. I can't honestly think of another person. I'd love to say, look, this celebrity, this yeah. great mind, this thinker, but I feel like I'd get everything from the one. So, so basically like getting to know oneself, I think that's, that's something that we're all struggling with. Like what, what has happened in your life? And do you have any tools on how to, you know, really get to know oneself? Uh, yeah. Accept, uh, like stop lying to yourself. I think, I think um, it sounds, man, I really sound old, like social <laughs> media, um, allows us, I sound so terribly old. You're wise, so, wise is yeah. the word. No. <laughs> Social media really allows us to put up this fake side of, of who we are. I'm not the person telling you, you should put your whole life on social media. Be honest with the negative and this. No, don't put the negative on social media. Don't bring me down. Uh, instead, keep putting the positive up, but just understand that it is okay that you have negative. Like if you want to find yourself and you want to be okay with who you are, be okay with the fact that things are not okay. I used to tell people all the time, like the best part of being lost is that now you can be found. That's, that's an amazing place to be. Now, what if you appreciated the idea that you are lost? It's, it doesn't have to be scary. It can truly be beautiful. Uh, I, eighth grade, and one of my best friends said to me, and by the way, he's never said anything this um, enlightening ever again uh, <laughs> in his life that I know of, but I was really upset about something. And he said, Phil, man, you're so upset. Let me ask you something. Are you still going to be mad next week? I was like, well, no, I'm not. He said, well, then why are you mad now? <laughs> like, dude, all right, gut check, yeah. <laughs> right? Like, it's, it's like, there's so many parts of who we are that we need to get okay with and, and, 
And that starts for me with the mirror, right? Look in the mirror and say, yeah, that's me. I'm cool with that. And look, if you're not cool with that, change it. I, I, I am so, this might be a little controversial, but I am so over the idea that everything should be okay and fair. Yeah. It shouldn't. If I outwork you, you shouldn't also win. That's not fair, right? If, 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 if you're not happy with something, you shouldn't just say, well, that's okay. No, you should go out and make it happy. Go be the best you possible because that's what's going to really make you happy. Just accepting less isn't really happiness. Being your best to me, that creates happiness. And also, I tell people often, look, if someone's an 80% person, let them be. Stop trying to get 100% from an 80% person. If I'm a 65%er and I'm happy giving you 100% of my 65%, then praise me for that commitment. Stop forcing me to, to look or stop bringing me down because I'm not a 95%er. That's, that's not fair. Right. So I think if you want to find yourself, if you want to be great with yourself, if you want to find the, the, the inner peace that everyone seems to be looking for, and if you want to stop being scared or whatever the case is, look in the mirror, say, this is what I love. This is what I'm not too happy with. I'm going to excel in what I love and I'm going to work on what I'm not too happy with. And no matter what anyone says, this is my path and I'm going to stay on it until I'm happy with where I've landed. Love that. I have two more questions, Phil, and then I'll let you get to your family. And uh, no, it's late out there. So uh, what's your, like, I study success and my goal is to redefine the concept of success because it's different for everyone, right? Uh, what does success uh, look like for you? Uh, well, that's, man, that question has changed a lot in my life because uh, I really always used to think it was money, um, I it, which is really crazy because I have, almost no motivation for money. It's, it's the weirdest thing. It doesn't drive me at all. And it really never has been a driver for me. Um, but I always thought that you're successful when you have a ton of money. Um, I think for me, and obviously it's different for everyone, but I think for me, success is nine o'clock at night, sitting down in my living room, and instead of my 10-year-old daughter and my 13-year-old son hiding in their rooms, they want to come sit in the living room with me and their mom and watch TV. Like their choice is to be present with us. And, and here's the reason that really makes sense to me, because it's more than their choice is to be present with us. It's their choice is to be present. They love who they are and love who we are. They feel better when we're together. I've provided them with a beautiful space to call home that they feel safe and comfortable with. I've given them work ethic that allows us to not have to work nights and doubles and things like that. So now I transfer the hard work I've put in into my kids and like it becomes so much more. But in the end, it's 830, nine o'clock at night. Like, man, let's all be together. And because... I got like nothing matters to me more than my wife and my kids. There's just nothing else for me more than that. So family, you know. Yeah. Uh, final question. I had such a great time. I think we can yeah, talk too. forever. Uh, so thank you so much for doing this. And uh, I want the people that are here with us, you know, that have dedicated an hour of their life to listen to us, to take some action in their lives. So what would you, uh, what would you advise them? What would be the first thing they should do right after this show? 
Oh, uh, yeah. Um, so I'll give you a couple of things in no particular order. Okay. Yeah. One, identify what you love. It really identify that thing you love, that thing you can be passionate about, that thing you think, maybe you don't know it right now, but you think you'd be willing to die for. Like, this is my me. And then get a book about that thing and listen to it. Don't read it. Listen to it and take notes. Let it sink in. Re hear it the way they want you to hear it, not the way you're reading it, right? That's why I'm saying don't read it. I'm saying listen to it. So listen to that book. The next thing I would say is find a mentor in the field. You would be shocked how many people are willing to give you their gift. And don't be discouraged because that mentor lives in a different country because the reality is social media connects us all and you don't ever have to talk. I've got so many mentors today, they have no idea they are my mentors, yeah. right? Like if you call Will Smith and say, Will Smith, you know, Phil Gertis, right? Absolutely not. He's never heard of me in his life, <laughs> but man, he's one of my mentors. Oh my God. He's amazing. Right? I'm just about to finish his book now. I don't know if you're already. That's my it. next one. That's my oh, next you're one. You're going to love it. That's it's incredible. I yeah. can't wait. So, so find a mentor and then look, press go, stop getting ready to get ready. Here's a little tip from me to you. You're never going to be ready just stop, just go activate, execute, be the person that when you learn something, you execute it and don't be scared to fail at it because failure is in the process. I am telling you now you're going to fail. Now, you know, don't be discouraged by it. Just say, yup, Phil reminded me. He warned me. He told me don't, don't let it slow you down. Say, Phil told me, say, this is part of the process. Look, someone's going to tell you, you can't, and I'm going to tell you, you can, but I am not right. And they are not right. And I am not wrong. And they are not wrong. You are, you decide the answer or are you going to get it done? Or are you not? Because ultimately what I think of you or what they think of you does not matter one bit. The only thing that matters is what you think of you and what you're willing to put into your dream, your goal, your desire, your hustle, your everything. Oh, mic drop. <laughs> Phil, uh, this has been um, amazing. I, I had a feeling that our conversation would be, would be incredible. You, yeah. you are just a um, remarkable human being. And uh, what people, people don't know, and you, you shared a little bit about your story, but I also want, if you're listening to this, just know that this guy has been into action for 20 plus years. And yeah. this is a culmination of what he's learned on the journey. So take notes. This is something that uh, these types of advice that you can get that for free nowadays. Isn't yeah. that crazy? Yeah. Like it, you can just go to the gym, put, put this in your, in your fucking headphones and you can have some good ideas. That's that's the world we live in today. And, and, and yet you're looking at cats on YouTube. So, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. so come on guys. So yeah, Phil, if people want to connect uh, with you and learn more about you, possibly working with you, where should I uh, reach uh, out? All social media platforms. It's at Phil Gerdes. It's P H I L G E R D E S. Whether it's Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, any of them. Um, I'm, I do my absolute best on Instagram to respond to all messages that I receive. And, and for the person that's saying, Hey, I really want to send him a message is yeah. Send it. Like, don't be scared. Send it. I will do my absolute best to respond to you. Instagram is the best platform for you to do that. Um, if, uh, if, if there's a desire to work with me, 
um, by all means, shoot me a message on any platform and I'll get back with you. Awesome. Thank you so much. And thank you to everyone who's here with us listening. There's thunder roaring, which is super rare for LA. <laughs> and that's, that's awesome. Cozy. I'm here with my little fireplace here. So thank you guys so much for listening to us, you know, enjoying the show. As I told you in the beginning, I want to help a lot of people and I can't do that without the help of you. So if you enjoy this show, give us a review, share it with somebody that needs to hear this message. And that's it. I'll see you guys next week. Thank you so much, Phil. And thank you to all. Thank you.